If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. Hiring leadership. Those are skill sets you're going to want to learn. So by you procrastinating on that next hire, you're delaying a skill set you're going to need to take the business to six and seven figures and beyond for sure. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Are you constantly spinning your wheels, caught in the whirlwind of multitasking and struggling to accomplish everything in your business yourself? Sounds like you need to master the art of delegation. It's a powerful strategy to help you get more done with the help of those who, frankly, can do it better. My guest today is a best-selling author and podcaster who is dedicated to transforming businesses from a job into a valuable asset that you own while getting more profit in your pocket and more white space on your calendar. After growing up in a family small business, Stacey Tushel started her own business 21 years ago in her parents' backyard, and she hired one person at a time to eventually turn that company into a multi-million dollar business she still runs today. Now, Stacy has over 50 employees between her two seven-figure businesses, but she wasn't even a natural delegator. Contrary to popular belief, delegating is a skill set, and the good news is, is that it can be learned and honed. In this conversation, we discuss why it's important to delegate in your business, what types of tasks you should and should not be focusing on, the limiting beliefs you may be experiencing when it comes to hiring your first assistant, and so much more. Now, real quick before we dive in, if you want to hire your first or your next VA in the next 14 days, Stacy has an amazing mini course on exactly how to do that. She'll share more about that in today's interview. But if you are ready to take action now, go to jennacutcher.com forward slash VA. That's jennacutcher.com forward slash VA. All right. I cannot wait for you to hear Stacy's incredible insights that will free your calendar and take your business to new heights. Let's dive on in. 
Pop quiz. Who do you think is more popular these days, Taylor Swift or ChatGPT? Now, although our feeds are flooded with hype around the era's tour, ChatGPT is actually beating Taylor Swift in search volume, which tells us that the AI revolution is upon us. That's why HubSpot's brand new AI power tools, Content Assistant and ChatSpot are all the rage. Content Assistant helps you brainstorm, create and share content in a flash, all inside a super easy to use CRM. And ChatSpot, which runs on OpenAI's GPT-powered tech, automates all the manual tasks inside of HubSpot to help you engage more customers, close more deals and scale your business faster. Both are designed to help you get more done, stand out amongst the competition and work smarter, not harder. Find out more about how to use AI to grow your business at HubSpot.com slash artificial dash intelligence. Again, that's HubSpot.com slash artificial dash intelligence to check out these tools for yourself. This episode is brought to you by Soul. It is my go-to wellness brand for better sleep. Get 15% off when you go to getsoul.com slash golddigger. Again, that's getsoul, S-O-U-L.com forward slash golddigger to get 15% off their entire website. I'm talking gummies, drinks, tinctures, bath bombs, creams, and more. That's getsoul.com forward slash golddigger. I told Drew this morning, I was so excited about this guest. He said, who are you interviewing today? And I started going on a very long tangent of what I feel like is one of my soul sisters in this business world, a fellow Midwestern mama who is just crushing it. And it's so funny, Stacey, because once our paths crossed, they just kept crossing. And it was yes. like the universe being like women get together. So Stacy, welcome to the gold digger podcast. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be so fun. And I was just as equally excited to have this conversation today. Oh, okay. So let's rewind quite a bit. So you were 18 years when you started your first business. I love hearing people's origin stories because I think it gives our listeners a lot of hope. Also a lot of understanding that it is very rarely a straight path. So talk to me about how you got into this world of entrepreneurship, especially at a really young age. Yeah. So I actually grew up in a family, small business. So my parents, my grandparents all worked together in a family construction business. So literally born and raised into business. And it was never like, I have two sisters. Nobody thought we were going to be business owners, but all of a sudden I had a passion for dancing in high school and I wasn't going to do anything with dance. I was going to UW, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I thought, okay, I'll just do this for fun. So I started teaching dance classes in my parents' backyard. The summer I graduated high school, I, I created a middle school competitive dance team and so my, it's funny because my grandparents and parents, we live next door to each other. Yeah. So we did it in between our, our side yards. So every Sunday, like 17 kids would get dropped off that first summer. Within three years, I had 100 kids getting dropped off on the street, like come to our backyard. And then, of course, we live in Wisconsin. So the winters, we had a church donate their basement. So very, I mean, I didn't even charge. I charged them. If a costume was $40, I yeah. charged them $40. Like <sighs> there was no profit. It was just me think, almost thinking I'm selfishly going to do this for myself to continue my love of dance. But I was really giving such great value to the community. And they kept telling their friends and moms told other moms and kids told other kids. And it's just crazy how it started. But that is really kind of what happened. I didn't charge for three years. I did it for free for three years with oh, 100 kids. Okay, so... That is not the yeah. case for today. Today looks 
entirely different. I'm just yes. like picturing all these cute little kids with their little wedgies and their tutus, like mm-hmm. in a yard. Like it is a very cute vision. Yeah. Walk me through what you're doing today yes. because it is vastly different than yeah. church well, basements and dance classes. Yes, for sure. So, and at some point, I think the parents, the moms were thinking, you need to start charging us. Like they didn't even feel comfortable for their kids loving this sport, this activity, but they weren't paying me. So they started to say that my family said, Hey, you're about to graduate from school in a year. What are you doing? Do you want to open up a dance studio? Like you could do this. So that's when I was like, Oh my goodness, how fortunate I was to grow up in a family that entrepreneurship was a thing and it was an option. Right. So all of a sudden year three, I start charging, that's when it gets messy, right? <laughs> now it's like a thing and there's pressure and all of it. But yeah, today I actually have 1600 students that come to us on a weekly basis. We have two locations, two commercial buildings that I now own. I don't even know how many employees, probably 50 plus employees. We have a general manager. I mean, multiple like levels of management, seven figure business. I mean, it's just crazy what it has grown into. And I think for me, it was the mindset shift of hobby, like no longer a hobby. This is a business. Like, how can I actually do this as a career? How can I have this be something that it's not just a passion and I get to do, but I get to do it every day and wake up and this be my real job. So things drastically changed when that all started to happen. So walk me through what your role looked like as this business grew and expanded. Like what was that? Because there are so many hiccups and question marks and things in between from the church basement to commercial buildings and a massive team. Yeah. So, I mean, in the beginning, it's me teaching dance classes, but me getting to the building early to clean the building, (laughs) to make sure it was, you know, it looked good for the clients walking in answering the phone, calling back voicemails, getting people's credit card updated. I was everything. I was, I always joke like I'm plunging toilets because five-year-olds put too much toilet paper down the toilets, right? Like I'm the janitor, I'm the cleaner, I'm the customer service rep. I was everything. And I think that you have to experience the, oh my goodness, I am everything and realizing this isn't that fun anymore. Like the passion part, the dance part, was this teeny tiny thing I got to do. And then everything else took over. And I had to very quickly realize if I wanted this to stay fun, I needed to hire people that liked answering the phones, right? That liked clean, like loved to clean for a living. (laughs) So I started to really understand this can't just be me. And another challenge that I had was a children's dance studio is a second shift and a weekend business. Yeah. So you have to work every night and every weekend. Now I was young, but I knew I was going to be a mom. So I thought, how am I going to raise my children if I have to be here every night and every weekend? So I then started to set up the business as if I were a mom and like, what would that look like? So I became this delegation machine. I started to realize, okay, I can't be the only person teaching. I can't be the only person who can charge everybody's credit cards on the first of the month. Right. So then I started slowly, but surely little by little, I first got out of the dance room, which is funny because that was the passion. I'm like, I don't ever want to lose that. And, and honestly, what happened was I thought, okay, I've got to get this business up and running and I'll go back into the classroom. 
lucky for me, I fell in love with business just as much as I fell in love with dance. So I was like, oh, this is fun. Like looking at the numbers and seeing what's happening. I should say it's it's fun when you get through like the really yeah. hard part in the beginning. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> After the struggle. So yeah. talk to me about this idea of delegation. There are yeah. so many people listening right now who one are feeling guilty that they're listening to an episode because they have so many things to do because they are in the position of doing everything. And I, I agree with you. I think there is so much benefit to being there because not only do you appreciate getting out of there, but at some point in time, you have done every role in your business so that you understand what it takes, what it looks like, what the work is. So Walk me through how you think about delegation, because I think yeah. there are so many mindset barriers when it comes to this idea. Yeah, for sure. And what's so like this, like polar opposite end of the extreme is we have to get good at everything. Yeah. So then we yeah. have this mis like conception of why well, I'm good at everything. So I should hold on to it. No, no, no. You learned how to be good at it. You were probably not in the beginning. Like yeah. there were so many things I wasn't good at but I had to invest in my time, my energy to learn it and to mess up and then to master it, right? So we forget that these things can be taught. I think that's probably the biggest holdup I see with many business owners is they believe, they'll say things like, but I am what they're buying. I am the product. I'm like, so was I, I was the main dance teacher. I was the only person people were buying me, but if they can buy you, they can buy other people, right? They can buy mm -hmm. other experiences. So I always tell people, think of how many really big roles there are in business. Like if we broke down business and said, okay, who do I need to hire? What do I need to do? Well, you need to market. You need to sell. You need to think about product delivery and fulfillment. There's finances, there's operations, there's HR. Oh my goodness. Like how could you not be overwhelmed when you see all of that, Right. Now, the crazy part is when I usually ask business owners, how many of those roles are you owning, right? Yeah. A lot of times there are like five of them, six of them. And then you wonder why you're overwhelmed and stressed out and not loving the business. So the idea here with delegation is you're most likely wearing too many hats. And the most important hat that you need to wear is the hat of a CEO. And when you're doing a million things, the CEO position is being neglected. So these are the really important tasks like generating revenue, right? And then there are tedious tasks that need to get done, like updating somebody's credit card when they declines, right? But you are probably spending 80% on the tedious stuff and very little amount, like 20% or less on the visionary. And Jenna, you and I both know the business needs a visionary. There needs to be a creative and we are both, I think, very creative people. But when we're burnt out, when we're stressed, when we're overworked, we are not creative. So we have to open up the calendar and really give ourselves time to be the CEO and to have that white space and to just think and brainstorm and dream because that like the business needs that position. This reminds me so much, Stacey, of two instances in my life where so many people are white knuckling their business, right? Mm, yeah. And life happens. And those often, especially for the proud people, the people who like take this as a badge of honor that they're doing all the things to all the people, 
And I remember one when we were going through our fertility journey and finally being like knocked to my knees in grief and like being like, I can't respond to an email right now. Like what is email? Why does email even exist? Like just having that moment, that was the first moment that I asked for help. And then the second thing that this brought up in me was thinking about when I finally did have cocoa, all of a sudden my time evaporated, right? Like I had previously been able to be on the computer 10 hours a day. My ADHD was running wild and I didn't even know it. But all of a sudden now I have this little baby and I have a limited amount of time. And when I'm spending my time on my business and away from my baby, I want that time to matter. And that was when I got really clear on the fact of like, there are very few things that only I can do. And I need to make sure that I am only spending my time on those things and delegating the rest. But man, it took like life releasing my white knuckle grip to actually come to terms with like, I need help. Mm. What does it look like for someone who is so proud? I mean, we're both like hardworking Midwestern women. Like it is hard to like ask for help. Like what advice do you have around that? Because so many people are telling themselves like, It's going to take so much time to teach somebody or they're not going to do it the way I would do it. Or I don't know if my business can support this. Like, what would you say? Yeah, I think it really is an understanding of a short term sacrifice for long term gain. Right. So I could absolutely keep certain roles on my plate and save myself money that I don't pay somebody else and save myself possibly the time of training that person. But you only have to train them for a little bit. And at some point they take over and they take things off your plate. And I think sometimes we are so nearsighted that we can't see what this could give us back a year from now in all of the things. So one thing I didn't share was I delegated so well in the beginning that when I went on maternity leave, I never went back into the business over 10 years ago. So I still own my studios, but I haven't worked in them in 10 years. And That is not something you do overnight. That is, like I said, little by little, really starting to like let go of things. So when you can set this up and really pour the time and energy into it, look at what I am getting back today, 10 years later. Now, before I was leaving from maternity leave, I am sure I was working like a crazy person, putting in all of the hours And that was the short-term sacrifice I'm talking about. Like having to give something when you don't even feel like there's anything to give. You feel like you're out of money, you're out of time. That's when you have to get resourceful and find the time, find the money sometimes to hire and to outsource. It's so interesting. I love how you talk about how you had this vision for your life of becoming a mom. And so you were working in a way that would support that. And I feel like my story is so similar in that when we finally decided we wanted to become parents and it wasn't happening and we experienced our losses, that was a season where I could have just wasted it. Right. Like it was a hard season, but instead I was like working of like, this is the type of life I want. So I can be the type of mom I want. And I'm sure there are listeners who have zero desire to become a mom or who this isn't even on their horizon. And that's totally okay. But there should be a vision in your life that is great enough for you to understand, like there are going to be some sacrifices here. The sacrifices will end. And I think that that's kind of where there's this whole push and pull of like hustle culture and all these things right now. To me, it's like hustle is usually required. But the hustle can end. There can be this end point. For you, it was maternity leave. For me, it was finally having cocoa. Like it was like these these finish lines of like, well done. You just did the work to set you up. 
but there is no way that you can do that on your own, right? Like imagine if you would have had this baby and you were the only person, it would be a very different story. Yeah. You don't get to go on vacation and check out. Sometimes you go like if that's the case, you go on vacation and you stop making money for a week, right? You have mm-hmm. unhappy clients when you come back, possibly because they were waiting for you. You have become the bottleneck in your business for making the next decision. Yeah. So when I go on vacation, the business is still running without me. The business is sometimes they do better without me. Like it just gives them more like free reign to like to really trust themselves. Right. So I do think it is something if you are a business owner, I mean, even if you are by yourself right now as a solopreneur, I do think everybody should at least have one person helping them on their team, helping them take off some of that tedious stuff that I've been talking about that has to get done, like needs to get done, but it doesn't have to be done by you. Let's talk about some of those tasks. And I want our listeners to almost have a mental checklist going of, am I doing these things? And if you are doing these tasks in your business, this might be your sign to get help and hire someone who actually enjoys doing these things. So give me some like mental checklist items. Yeah. So some things you, you want me to talk about things you should or shouldn't be doing. Shouldn't be doing. Okay. So shouldn't be doing is anything that could be extremely systematized. So what I have found is people will say, oh, I don't have systems. You do have systems, but they're in your head. So I want you to think about what does it take to do this specific task? Could I write it down step by step? And is there like strategy involved in this or a visionary, like where you have to come up with ideas or is it literally step A, step B, step C? When you find that you've got something that's just step one, two, three, four, those things should be delegated. Okay. I also would look at, I'd ask myself, what would I have to pay for a job like this? So what we realize that we're doing a lot of times is As the CEO, there are sometimes we are doing minimum wage level tasks, right? And we don't have that luxury to run a business and only be producing whatever your minimum wage is, right? $10 an hour, $15 an hour. We have to generate much more than that. And you have to ask yourself, okay, is me like loading envelopes and stamping them the best use of my time? No, I could have my 10-year-old do that. (laughs) I can outsource to her if I needed to, right? Mm -hmm. So you really want to start to think about, is this really a job that only I could be doing? Is this a high paying job? Is this a revenue generating job, right? Like what would that look like? And I think a lot of times, we undervalue ourselves and we undervalue the dollar amount that should be our hourly rate, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if you came from an actual nine to five job and you were making $30 or $40, you might come on over to entrepreneurship and think, oh, I just make $40 an hour. But I challenge you to say, no, 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 I'm not going to do a role under $100 an hour, right? And work your way up from there. Because if you want to grow into a six or seven or beyond figure business, right? you're going to have to really start thinking differently and you're going to have to start being a better gatekeeper of what's on your plate and what's on somebody else's. I also think we underestimate how much time certain things take us, right? Like we're like, oh, it'll be really quick. I can just pop in and do this thing. And it's like, if you did a time audit, this is my challenge for our listeners to do a time audit of all of those menial tasks that you are doing day in and day out. And also think about how you said, two words earlier that I think so many entrepreneurs were like, uh, and you said white space. And I think there are so many entrepreneurs listening right now that they're like, what is white space? Like I have no margin. Like I am, you know, barely scraping by. 
And white space is so important for creativity and for being the visionary and for like guiding people. And so I just think if people did a time on it, they would be absolutely shocked at how much time checking emails or diving into Canva or, you know, fixing their website or writing that email or whatever that is, is actually taking them. And it's kind of like Pareto's principle where it's like 10% of the work will get you 90% of the results, but so many entrepreneurs are doing it backwards and they're spending 90% of their time on the things and missing that 10%. Like the 10% is kind of like the workout that you don't get in in the morning. You're like, I'll fit it in later. And then guess what? It doesn't happen. That's how so many people are running their business. Yeah, agree. And the most important tasks should be on your plate and should be done first thing, not when you have the time later. Yeah. Make the time. Quick recommendation for you. If you love Gold Digger, check out My First Million, hosted by Sam Parr and Sean Purry. Brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, My First Million features guests like Alex Ramosi, Sophia Amoruso, and Rob Deerdeck. They're sharing their secrets on how they made their first million and how to apply their learnings to capitalize on today's business trends and opportunities. I was just listening to them talk about Sean's AI plan dinner with tech billionaires, something I cannot relate to, but I am utterly curious about. And it was honestly so clever and also hilarious how he used ChatGPT to create the menu. You're going to love their candid business conversations, industry observations, and world-class advice. Listen to My First Million today, wherever you get your podcasts. Running a business and being a present mom can be high stress and both require focus, energy, and stamina. This is why getting good sleep is absolutely critical. So you can wake up ready to tackle your day. And Soul helps me do just that with their line of products. Their dream capsules have 25 milligrams of pure CBD and 2.5 milligrams of melatonin. I have honestly noticed such a difference in the quality of my sleep since taking these. I keep them on my nightstand and they feel like a secret weapon that helps me unwind and rest. All of Soul's products are THC-free, 99% hemp-derived, non-toxic, organic, and sustainably sourced. They have gummies, drinks, tinctures, bath bombs, creams, and even products for your pets. Snag 15% off the entire website when you head to getsoul.com slash gold digger. Whether you're stressed out, you can't sleep, or you're sore from your workout, relief is waiting for you. Again, that's getsoul.com forward slash gold digger. I cannot wait for you to try it. What are some mistakes that you see small business owners make when it comes to hiring for the first time, whether it's picking the first hire or training the first hire or like releasing control for the first hire? What are some of those mistakes? Okay. So a lot of business owners want the hard stuff off their plate. So they're like, okay, I want to hire out a salesperson. I want to hire out marketing. Could somebody just do my social media management, right? And here's what I'll tell you. There are two ways to make the business money, directly making the business money and indirectly making the business money. So directly would be you post something on social and somebody buys and you actually made the company money, right? Indirectly might be my assistant checks my email. And while I'm not checking email, I went and did an Instagram live and the company brought in money from it, right? So the assistant is very valuable because she's indirectly helping the company make more money. What I have found is a lot of times people want to hire the person who directly makes the company money versus yeah. indirectly. Yeah. Now, I think we're avoiding or trying to skip the struggle in learning foundational principles in business. You need to know how to market. You need to know how to sell. 
I believe those are one of the last things you would be delegating. You want to learn that information because what happens is maybe you think, well, I don't want to do the copy. I'll hire a copywriter. But think about what that journey looks like. The copywriter comes in and she's picking your brain on. So tell me about it. What's making them buy? What are their struggles? What are this? It's already coming from you anyway. Yeah. So if you aren't putting in the time and energy to give that copywriter all of the information you need to know, they can't thrive without you. Right. Yeah. So I always tell people, I know it's not fun when you're not good in the beginning at marketing and sales. I was not great at marketing and sales. Today, I have invested a lot of time and energy into those skill sets. Now I love it because mm -hmm. I'm good at it. Like it's mm -hmm. fun when you're good at something, right? It's not fun when you're learning and you're messing up, but I think it is crucial. So my biggest warning is don't try to outsource the marketing and sales in the beginning you keep that and you get better at it and you start hiring people that indirectly help the company. Does I that make that. sense, Jenna? Oh my gosh, so much. There's a whole chapter in my book about how I hired my first VA. And I remember like I was embarrassed because I had this terrible habit. I still kind of have this bad habit where I would read an email and I would tell myself, I'm going to circle back and get back to this. And then I would mark it on red and I would just try to avoid it. And so inviting someone into my lack of processes and like showing them, it's like, you know, removing the curtain of like, okay, this all looks really good and it is good, but like, I don't have a way of doing it. And I remember when she, I sat down, she had all these things she could do. She's like, I can help you with your Pinterest. I can help you with your blogging. I can do all these things. And I was like, just start with email. Like, here's my mm -hmm. Gmail password, just respond to people. Because there was this time where I was like, any response is better than no response at all. And right <laughs> now people are getting no response. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I remember after the first week of hiring her, I was like, take my social security number, take every password. Like you can yeah. do anything like having that feeling of like the work is getting done without me being the one to do it. It went from like white knuckling my business to like opening my hands of like, whoa, there is so much more possibility. Now to this day, I would delegate literally anything. Drew gets so annoyed with me because I'm like, why are you mowing the lawn? We could pay someone to mow the lawn. And he's like, I like mowing the lawn. And I'm like, but still like your time, it's valuable. And it's so funny. It's just interesting how quickly when you start to invite in help and you start to see how that help frees you up, how suddenly you're like, Get me all the help in the world. Did you experience something similar? Yeah. And I should definitely say it was not easy. Like, no. I don't want anybody thinking, oh, she's just a master delegator. Yes. After I've taken 21 years of practice on it. So in the beginning, I was a control freak. I had built this business by myself. Of course, I didn't want to just like let it go. So I think one of the best places to start letting go is on things that wouldn't be the end of the world that they were messed up. Yeah. Right. If you gave somebody marketing or sales, they could do some really good damage. Right. Yeah. But if you said, listen, today, you're going to just check my email and you're going to reply to any of the answers you believe, you know, and then the rest of them just save. Right. Yeah. Even if she accidentally replied to Jenna Kutcher and didn't know who Jenna was and said something right. It wouldn't be the end of the world. No. Like your assistant would read it. It wouldn't even yeah. right? it wouldn't be that big of a deal. So I think don't give the big things, give the little things kind of like yeah. I always talk about employees like children, but no disrespect. Like when I am having my child learn more responsibility, am I going to give her the gigantic big thing that I don't think she can do yet? No, I'm going to set her up for success with like a little more responsibility than she's had. 
And again, if she forgot, it wasn't like something massive, like she missed school that day. She didn't get on the bus and she missed school, right? It's something small that no big deal. We'll talk about it. We'll learn from it. We move on. Same thing here with delegating. What would you say would be something that a listener could do today to get them one step closer to making their first hire? Like what is something that at least can get them more in the mindset of like the CEO than like the employee for their own business? So you brought up a time audit. So a time audit can be something where you audit what has happened in like the last week. You can also do it in real time where you ask yourself, okay, so right now I'm going to sit down and do this activity. Ask yourself a few filtering questions. Am I the only person that could do this, right? Could this be something that I hire out, right, in the future? Could this be something that I could write on paper and put into a system that somebody else could do? Like start asking yourself questions. So before I ever hire anybody, I have a list of all the things that I would give them if they were to come on board. So today, as I'm walking through my day, I'm going to pause and say, okay, I'm about to jump on a podcast recording. So would somebody jump a place? No, that needs to stay on my calendar. That's going to be me. That's not going on the list. All of a sudden, maybe I'm going to go into my email next. Okay, somebody could check my email. I'm going to write down. Maybe it would have this person check email once a day, right? So you start to do that. And pretty soon you'll discover, oh my goodness, I have more to delegate than I ever realized. It's so funny that I will have business owners who are working 60 hours a week and they'll say, but I don't have enough stuff to give an assistant. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> we could give her half the stuff you're already doing yeah, to free you up to do other like higher generating tasks, right? But at the same time, you will think of things. Things will pop up. I can't tell you how many last minute things pop up in the day yeah. that makes me say, hey, could you help me with this really quick, Christina? Right? There's always so much that could be done. So I really want people understanding you have the work Your brain is just like not like knowing what to look for yet. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. 
Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the Superhuman app. I use and love Superhuman and find myself playing activation several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, doing my skincare, or even when I'm in the shower. Superhuman offers something completely different to other apps out there, and I cannot wait for you to try them. Take advantage of their 14-day free trial and head over to activations.com forward slash gold digger to start your trial and save over 60% off your membership. There is literally no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The discount is only available through their website, not the app store. So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive members sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. Yeah. I am like laughing in my brain because there's this meme and it's like every Midwesterner asking for help. And it's like, Hey there. So sorry. I don't want to bother you. If you can help me, if not, it's totally okay. Don't worry if it's not okay. And I was like, that is so me. Like even to this day, like I don't want to inconvenience people, even people that are on my payroll where I'm like, just checking. But it's so fascinating how, as you start to give people more work and trust them more, they show up like, my team has grown with me in exponential ways. And I love the point that you made at the very beginning where you said, everything is teachable. Like I want the right people and they can learn the things that I've had to learn. They can learn the processes. They can YouTube, they can Google. One thing that I want to share, and I would love to hear your take on this is if somebody is a solopreneur and they're doing all these things and you're not quite ready to hire, but you're starting to think about it. 
One thing that we do on our team that I think has been so invaluable is that we start to create processes or like I started to create processes Mm -hmm. for myself and document those processes. So whether I would use a software like Loom where you can record your screen and just explain, here's how I format a blog post. Here's how I get an SEO ready. Here's how I drop images into it. Here's how I select the featured image. Here's how I title it. And just talking through that process, we have the most amazing resource library on my team where basically any person on our team, if they have a question, they can probably find a resource, whether it's a document, a process, or a video that walks them through it, which I think is so powerful. And so for a solopreneur, start to think about what things could I create a process around? And then how can I document that so that when I'm ready to hire, the training process is so much easier. What do you think about that, Stace? 100%. So I brought up how you have systems. They're just in your head. Yes. The goal is to get it out of your head on paper, right? Or in a video. So if you're thinking like, oh, but my email is just so crazy. And like there's kids school stuff and then there's personal stuff. And my family does this in all of things, right? Okay. Well, what if you just recorded yourself opening up your email every day for seven days? And you talked out loud. Okay, this is a family thing. You don't need to open this. This is my sister. We're going to put this right here. In fact, I have little things like that where it goes, if it's from my sister, it skips my main inbox and goes right into a private inbox that I read all of those myself. So there's so many things you could be doing. So I 100% believe like as you start to say, ooh, you're doing that time audit or you're in real time thinking I would delegate this just hit record on Loom or Zoom and throw it in Dropbox or something. And all of a sudden you have a real system that somebody could watch. And then what happens is people are afraid to hire sometimes because they're afraid of, but I don't have the time to train him or her. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you had a resource library, a lot of it is there later for reference, but also you could say, okay, today you're going to watch two hours of the resource library and Mm -hmm. that's their training. Mm -hmm. So I 100%, this is what we do as well. I also love this thought. So something that I've always leaned on in the sense of like investing, because I think investing as an entrepreneur is scary, right? They're like, how am I sure this is a good thing? When you hire, you train somebody once and they get to repeat that skill over and over and over again. So yes, it might take you 40 hours to train someone, but guess what? For the end of time, they are now in the loop. And so I always think about when people are like, oh, when life slows down, we should get together. Life is not slowing down. It is only speeding up. Mm -hmm. And so this is where you have to find that window of time, but understand that knowledge compounds, whether you are investing in learning knowledge for yourself or you are teaching someone else knowledge that then they can use over and over again. I feel like people forget that. Yeah. And I think too, when you brought up, you can have this person, they'll learn it forever whether they learn it forever and they do stick with you or they're not your fit and you part ways, you have those resources to use for the next person and you get better and you get smarter. So I want people understanding too, like, again, the short-term sacrifice can really lead to the long-term success that a lot of us are looking for. Yeah. We recently had my amazing podcast producer, Kylie transition into full-time entrepreneurship herself, which was amazing. And before she left, she recorded videos on everything. And so it was just like, so cool because she had such ownership in her position on the team. She cared for it. It was her baby to hand it over. And so it was just cool to see too, that it doesn't always have to come from you. Once you start growing a team, that team can help train the other team members. And we've just seen that time and time again, where I am so pulled out of it in a beautiful way that keeps me freed up for the things that work. There are so many people listening right now and they're like, 
how do I find the right person? I am terrified to make the wrong call. I'm going to doubt my judgment. Like talk to me about that. Cause that is a real fear. Yeah. And here's the thing. I know we're afraid to make the decision. So then sometimes it paralyzes us from making no decisions, right? yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing, just like we are dating somebody and then we're finding the people that work with us and don't work with us. And then we get engaged and then we get married. That is what it's like when you're hiring, right? So for me, I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to retract certain people (laughs) and attract and repel certain people, I should say, right? And I'm doing that in the interview process. I'm doing that with the job posting. I'm not sugarcoating. I'm not making this look better than it is. I really want to attract the right person that's excited to work in this company. Now, am I going to mess up? Of course. Will you mess up more in the beginning than you do later on? Of course, because it's a new skill set. So just like I said, marketing is a skill set. Sales is a skill set. Hiring, leadership, those are skill sets you're going to want to learn. So by you procrastinating on that next hire, you're delaying a skill set you're going to need to take the business to six and seven figures and beyond for sure. So I would say really just start small, right? One hire at a time. I always tell people they get the hiring bug and then they go, okay, put out three job postings this week. I'm like, don't do that. One at a time. Because you will learn so much from that process. I also don't want you, maybe you have already a small team and you're like, oh, could you just hire this person? I think you should hire in the beginning. I don't hire anymore. But if think about it, if I have 50 employees now, I've been in business 21 years. I've had employees for almost 18 years. I have been in so many interviews. I have that skill set. I know how to do it, right? But in the beginning, I needed to mess up. I needed to be nervous and ask the weird questions and then go, okay, I'm going to ask this instead. And you learn from your mistakes. So I do think it's something you want to get your hands dirty and you want to learn and you want to find out what like attracts the right person and what really repels people that aren't good fits here. What do you think are the easiest things to hire for? Like when we talk about VAs or virtual assistants, what are some of the like easy things to like find someone for? Because there are people who like love doing that stuff. And I always have to remind myself like, yes, I can do this, but one, I don't enjoy it. Two, it takes me longer than someone who enjoys it does. And three, it takes me out of the important work. So when we talk about VAs, I think that it's this thing that we assume everyone understands what it is. Walk me through like, what are some common things that virtual assistants can do? Because I think that's a really beautiful place to begin in terms of starting a team. I think when we start talking about like CFO and we Mm -hmm. have the marketing person, all these things, people are like, whoa. And I'm like, just start with one assistant, like one virtual assistant. So walk me through that. Yeah. And here's the thing. I think every single entrepreneur needs their own assistant. Yeah. Like that, I really do believe is so powerful. And I'm not just talking like when we say virtual assistants, we all have an idea in our head what that means. Oh, well, my virtual assistant does social media, my virtual. I'm talking about an assistant that actually assists you in your projects today. Right. So I might wake up this morning and think, okay, what is on my plate that there are kind of like layers, right? Like you can peel it a little bit. Okay. Well, I need to definitely do the inside like layer. But my assistant's Christina. I'm like, okay, what could Christina do to get the ball rolling? Yeah. How many times do you procrastinate on a project because you just don't start it? And then once you start it, you're like, oh my goodness, this is not as bad. (laughs) Because I was thinking all the time. So what's nice is 
I have Christina usually get the ball rolling and I jump in when she's like, this is all you have to do. Like, this is easy. Right. So I think there's a lot of things people don't realize. Number one, email management. Mm -hmm. We spend a lot of time in email. There's, Mm -hmm. there's like two extremes. The person who spends, she checks it every time he or she checks it every time it dings. (laughs) And then you've got the person that's like, oh, I haven't checked it in two weeks. Okay. (laughs) No, no, no. Like, I don't, you want to be careful. I've had people miss a lot of money in email because somebody's messaging, wanting to hire, wanting to book them, et cetera, right? So be careful. But checking your email, my assistant checks my email about twice a day. She weeds through and does everything she can do. And then anything that needs my, like maybe my lawyer messaged something or my CPA had a question. She has in a little folder called Stacy Reply. And I only check the Stacy Replies every day, one time a day. That's what we do too. I'm like, I want to read five to 10 emails tops a day. Mm -hmm. Like that is my bandwidth. Every decision I have to make drains my decision ability. Like give me the bare minimum of what actually requires a response. And it's crazy because one email templates are amazing and you can literally hand someone templates. There could be a template for pretty much every response under the sun. There are very few emails that you even need to see. And they're just a distraction. It's crazy how many people let email command their day, right? Like the second you log into your email and you start replying, like I wait to reply until the afternoon because I'm like, if I start replying at 9am, we're going to go back and forth all day, all day. Let's wait till like 3pm. Yeah. So that's what I do too. So here's the thing though. Some of you are thinking, but there's important stuff in there, right? Which is why somebody else is checking. And if it is important, she'll say, Hey, Stacey, this is urgent. We need you to to do this. But most of it isn't urgent. It's email. So I've got about five emails left at the end of the day. I check it around three o'clock. I get in, I get out. That's it. My goal is actually, we talked about this with my assistant by the end of summer, I am not going to be an email at all. She is going to just man everything. And if I need to get involved, we'll talk in our meeting. So I'm like, oh, this is like another level that I've not experienced, which I'm very excited. But like scheduling, calendar management, how many times like are we back and forth trying to schedule a day and a time? And like you said before, we'll go back and forth and email all day. Yeah. You can have somebody else learn that. Mm -hmm. They can even schedule personal stuff. Dentist appointments, doctor's appointments, travel. They could book your airfare, right? They could do anything like that. I just constantly ask myself, what needs to get done? And what is she capable of doing right now that I could very quickly make her a Loom video and show her in a couple minutes yeah. and have her get started. If you do webinars, like I'll have the webinar written up of what I want to share. And I'm like, hey, could you help us figure out what should go on the slide? Yeah. So it's still my content. It's yep. still my training. She's just like, Manning, the person that's designing the slides, what's going on the slides. She's even like, how many things do you proof or check? Maybe from social media or just a graphic, a funnel, anything. She'll even like double check and proofread everything because I was the one having to read and proof it. And at the end of the day, like you said, we have such decision fatigue. I'm not a very good proofreader at the end of the day. Yeah. So when she's doing this and all of a sudden I just pop in and look at it and go, okay, this is amazing. We're good to go. I'm not responsible for like the little teeny tiny details anymore. I love this. There is something that I was recently talking about. I was on a mastermind call with a bunch of mom CEOs. And one of them was like, oh, like my team, like every time I get something, I'm like having to change everything. Like everything is going through me. And I said, have you ever recorded you making the edits and explaining them? I said, your team wants to get it as close to completion. Like they're not intentionally stalling out or messing up or things, but they probably are not thinking the way you think. And they're not going to until you teach it. 
And I think that even as your team grows, it's so easy to just think, I'll just go in and fix it myself. And I've been reminded time and time again, like your team wants to give you a finished product. Like that is so empowering to them to not have it be even, I think about in marriage, Drew will like, I'll be like, Hey, can you pack for the weekend if we're going away? And then I'm like, but I'll review it and make sure. And he's like, well, why do I even do it? And I'm like, point taken. Like maybe next time I'll give you feedback and then you know how to do it. And so I think that it's a good leader to understand how to empower your team and how to explain it in a way of like, here's what I'm looking at. Here's what I'm formatting. Here's what I'm tweaking, because then it's going to save you again, so much time in the long run, but that leadership comes from you. Yes. And that's the thing is like, we have this tight grip and we're micromanaging, but I love what you're saying. I never fix things and send it back. I will always share what I'm noticing so that they, so even if I do fix it, I'm going to record myself fixing it to say, here is why I'm choosing this instead of this. So they get to get in my brain and see my thought process so they can start to model that. I love that. Okay. So talk to me, Stace, about where can people find you and connect with you? You have this amazing, like it is so good. This mini course about hire your A player assistant in 14 days or less. Talk to us about that a little bit, because I think so many people listening to this are like, I'm so overwhelmed. This is going to take so much time. I love that it's 14 days or less of like, imagine what it would feel like two weeks from now, not wearing all the hats, not doing everything on your own, not feeling overwhelmed, like you're drowning in your business, having the support that you need so that you can be elevated to the position that you were supposed to be in, in the first place. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So first, this is something I am so passionate about that people need to have their own assistant. However, it's not as easy as it sounds. We talked about that a little bit. You will maybe make some mistakes in the hiring process. So what we did was we put together how we weed people out in our hiring process. So it starts with the job description. I think a lot of people go to Google and type in executive assistant, virtual assistant job description. And then it's very, you know, cookie cutter. It looks like everybody else. And then they come onto the team and that's not even what you want them to do. And there's just a mismatch. So we show you how to actually create a job description that reflects your specific role specifically. It also helps you weed people out. The process itself, the interview questions we ask, the email templates back and forth to move people along. You know, back in the day, you could email somebody back two weeks later for a job posting and they would be like, okay, great. If you don't respond fast and in real time, you will lose somebody. I'm talking like 24 hours of no communication. They're on to the next job. So we're showing you like what needs to happen in today's market to really stay like up to date with them. And then every round, every single round that we do of interviews. So one interview is probably not going to help you find the right person. People can fudge some things a little bit. They can exaggerate all of the things. But what we do is we really show you what questions to ask and then what questions to re-ask the next time. Because people that are telling the truth, you'll see the consistency. People that might be exaggerating, they forget what they say in the first interview and what they bring up in the second (laughs) interview. So it's literally our entire hiring process all the way to the end, which is like the job offer. And then even what to say to the people you don't move forward with. So it is everything you need in the next 14 days for you to get somebody in the door helping to assist you. You can learn more about this. It is so good, so easy. And here's the thing I want you to think about too. It's going to save you so much time and money in the long run so that you're not making the wrong hires and getting frustrated or you're not spending time investing in the wrong people. So you can go to jennacutcher.com forward slash VA. That's jennacutcher.com forward slash VA 
to learn more about this mini course. It is so powerful. And I, I wish that I would have had that. Like I was lucky that my first VA came to me and pitched herself three different times. And each time (laughs) I said, no, I got it. I got it until I didn't have it anymore. But for so many people, it's like, where do I even begin? And so I think this is the perfect starting line to begin in this process of getting the help you need. So it's really interesting. And the way that we look at hiring is no different than a marketing funnel. When you do a marketing funnel, you are trying to attract certain people, repel certain people and get them to continue down the journey. That is what hiring is. Unfortunately, we don't think of hiring like that. We think, hey, we've got this amazing job. Just come apply for it. And then no one's applying. And we're wondering why we're not getting the high quality candidate. Just like we try to qualify our leads in marketing, we do that in the hiring funnel. So you're going to start to think about hiring and building a team in a completely different way. Mm, I love that. Stacey, where can everyone find you, connect with you, learn more about you and learn from you? Yeah. So my podcast is called Well-Oiled Operations. And then I would say Instagram is by far my favorite place to hang out. I'm always chatting with Jenna over there, but I'm just at Stacey Social on Instagram. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was so valuable. And I cannot wait for our listeners to really just take all of this in, do a deep analysis of where their time is best spent. I think you and I both agree time is your currency and you want to be the most brilliant investor, the most confident investor of that precious time that you have. And so this is exactly how you can do that. And so much more. Thank you, Stacey. Thanks for having me. I love today's interview. I often say that as the CEO of my company, I am the visionary and my team, they are the missionaries. They help me get this mission out into the world. It's like when one plus one equals a million because they are able to help me do the work that I am envisioning, the work that really makes a difference. I loved hearing Stacey's take on this and her expertise in learning how to hone in on the skill of delegation and to honor the places where you can show up and serve best, the places that move the needle the most. Again, if you want to check out her mini course on how you can hire your first or your next VA in 14 days, head to jennacutcher.com forward slash VA. This is such an invaluable way to learn how to do this and to take exactly what Stacey has learned over the decade of experience and apply it so that you can get the right results quicker. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs, 
We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top notch. Article's online only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.